Mayor, Joe Souchere. Looking at the 36, bruh. I was at to verify that by looking out at Johnny Height to remember what he told me. 36, right, bruh? Yep, double thumbs up. Yep. Thanks, Johnny. I want to commend our correspondents, our offsite correspondents, our specialists like the lake detective and uh, the GL geologist. Yeah. Uh, Stacy, the GL geologist. I mean, she takes her work uh, as a correspondent for this show seriously. As she should, well, as all correspondents absolutely. should. You're always on duty. She sent a picture of herself at Earthquake Park <laughs> in Alaska. Welcome to Earthquake Park. And it's uh, it's in Alaska. And she says, uh, sending hello, uh, a hello from Anchorage. You can rest assured I'm always on the lookout for earthquakes. That's the kind of devotion we have. Right. Just like the staff, in the in studio staff. And to finish up a point about yesterday, uh, when the New York Times manufactured uh, a so-called controversy about whether white kids should uh, wear a Black Panther mask. Right. Yes. Uh, uh, offsite correspondent Downing writes, uh, "You your talk about this controversy." He places quotes around that. Over the Black Panther, maybe imagine reporter Clark Clark Kent asking the fictional character. How long have you been a black superhero? It reminded me of Doug Williams, who wanted to be known as a Super Bowl-winning quarterback but could never shake the label of black quarterback. So given what we've been educated regarding, and he puts quotes around this, cultural appropriation in recent years, was it cultural appropriation for some white kids to celebrate the Washington football team's Super Bowl 32 victory by wearing a Doug Williams jersey? Or here's the real bombshell question. Yeah. Was it cultural appropriation for white people to have voted for Barack Obama to become the first black president? Huh. Well, if you take it, if you take this, which uh, cultural appropriation is just a, a, a small chapter in the failed academy. Mm-hmm. That's where it began, and that's where it that's where it nests. Uh, but that's that's a logical question. That you, you it's an absurd cultural appropriation. In, is in and of itself an absurdity. So it's. To wonder whether anybody should have voted for Obama or not, that doesn't surprise me. Because you're looking at an absurdity to begin with. Well, and I remember when Randy Moss was big, there were Randy Moss masks that children would wear for Halloween. You know, they wanted to be a football player. Did you get a taste from that, I wonder? I don't know if you did or not. But they had, you know, they had the the black um, markings under the eyes to, to shield the sun. And now you probably could not get away with doing that. Uh, yesterday during the sports segment, uh, Patrick brought up what, unfortunately, I thought was a very convoluted uh, story of a radio host making some untoward comments about uh, Chloe Kim. Yes. And it, and I got confused because I don't know what the hell Barstool Sports is. Correct. But apparently it's a satellite radio offering, right? Yep. Uh, well, a San Francisco area radio station has fired one of its hosts, uh, for the comments he made about uh, 17-year-old Olympic snowboarder Chloe Kim. Program director Jeremiah Crow of KNBRAM said in a statement Wednesday that host Patrick Connor has been fired. Well, good. I, the mere fact that he might not have been would have been troubling. 
Just another moron who thinks he's going to be a radio host. You can't say anything you want, and even the shock jocks, I would imagine, have some type of limitation. Factors in to what I want to talk about today. Oh, okay. Factors in. I like that when things come to a place. Mm-hmm. Come to be, come to place. Yeah. Come to roost. Yeah. Come home. I gave you the cover of the Wall Street Journal. Yeah, why did you? Is there a food uh, article you want me to look at? Unfold it. Okay. What what immediately strikes you about the play photograph? Uh, she went to Ash Wednesday, Mass. Thank you. I, I didn't think you would be stumped. Uh, everyone I've shown it to has gotten that instantly. I find that uh, I find that telling. How do you mean? This is the woman, and she has. I, I speak quite a of a woman who is waiting for news, presumably about her child, uh, outside the uh, Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida. And she is, her face is tormented in grief. She is pulling uh, to her with her right arm, another woman tormented in grief. But the woman who is, we see most clearly, uh, obviously has just come from getting ashes on Ash Wednesday. Right. I don't know what denomination, a lot of lot of uh, churches give out the ashes. Right. You know what they're made from? Uh, they're made from the burnt palms. Uh, from, from the last previous year. year's Palm Sunday. Correct. You are correct. Pretty good, huh? Mm-hmm. I didn't sleep through all my religion classes. Mm-hmm. You got a D plus, didn't you? <laughs> I did better with that with sister, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, just uh, dwell on that for a moment. The The play photograph, uh, and this is, uh, she was the play photograph in the Minneapolis paper, the St. Paul paper, the Wall Street Journal, and I would imagine many, many others. Right. I wonder if you're going to ponder what I've been thinking after watching the latest, not the newscasts, but what the people who were interviewed said and the officials were saying. I'll just lay back and I'll tell you if you're thinking the same thing I was. Well, I did a lot of thinking about this. Uh, when did, let's let's, for the sake of argument... Pick a starting date for what we know to be these horrific school shootings. And for the sake of argument, I'll pick April 20th, 1999. I think that was the big explosion. Columbine. Yeah, Eric everybody. Harris and Dylan Klebold. Right. All right. Uh, so that's what? It'll be 19 years. 19 years. Almost 19 Let's years. Let's call it 20 years we've been compiling statistics on school shootings. Okay. What has happened? In the last 20 years? That's today's starting point question. What has happened in the last 20 years? The home of sports talk. We are 1500 ESPN. We know it. It's the end of the world as we know it. It's the end of the world as we know it. Don't feel fine. These are the eyes that never knew how to you know why I don't feel fine? Well, probably uh, many reasons, but what specifically is at the top today? What has happened since, it, just for the sake of argument again, we're, we're going to use 1999 as the starting point, right? Yes. We'll call it 20 years to round it off. Okay. We've been on the air those 20 years. And it strikes me 
that there's a common theme that links everything that's, that we've discussed, whether it be power washing, the decline of the academy, the uh, Freedom From Religion Foundation racing to the scene of a hymn being sung at a Martin Luther King celebration to uh, uh, made-up controversies about cultural appropriation, uh, radio hosts believing that they can say whatever they want about an underage teenager. There's a common theme to me that you that that links all of the things we've stumbled across the mystery for example taking a uh, religious symbol off the county seal of Los Angeles what headdressing there's a common theme that that occurs to me links all of these cultural observations together and that is the can I take bu- a stab at it you can um, you, you may uh me i'm important i go first that that would be part and parcel to it. That's not my exact okay. thing that I came up with on the Garage Logic Service Road of Life. All right, keep going. To me, the the bottom has fallen out of all moral and ethical clarity. Uh, it, and unfortunately, I don't think that's an exaggeration anymore. I think the bottom has fallen out. I think there are significant pieces of the human condition missing from the minds of too many people in this country, too many uh, uh, teenagers, for example. I, okay. It, that it's just missing. It's gone. It's gone missing, as the British say. It's not there. It's not there. What has happened? What has happened in the last 20 years, if I'm even somewhat right, that the bottom has completely fallen out of moral and ethical, and you can throw in God-fearing clarity. What, what has happened? In the last 20 years. Well, one thing that's happened is the mystery has made tremendous inroads. Tremendous inroads. From the time we stumbled on calling it the mystery till now, the the inroads are extraordinary. Extraordinarily significant. And the the mystery, remember, is, is the undoing of the America... Those of us of a certain age once always knew. Uh, it's the undoing of convention. It's the undoing of history. It's the undoing of uh, ritual. Uh, and the mystery is, is winning in that regard. Uh, to the detriment of the country. The, I, I was, well, let me, let me not get ahead of myself. No one is discussing this today in the way that I would discuss it. The, the typical discussions taking place in this country today are political in nature. Uh, these shootings are seized upon as a means to uh, argue that the NRA runs the country, uh, that guns are the problem. And don't get me wrong, uh, in, in Florida, you, can be at the, you, you only have to be 18 to buy anything. Any kind of weapon. If you want to tighten that up, that'd be fine with me. I don't think my my freedoms will be threatened. If you want to tighten that up till twenty one, this this kid, this evil person, bought a gun legally at the age of eighteen. There's no checking on it, nothing. If you want to tighten that up, I'm all for it. But that isn't the problem. It will help. I guess it will help because that gun would have been harder to fall into the hands of someone uh, who has is missing a large portion of his humanity. 
the the fellow in Vegas who rents a uh, books a couple of suites in a Vegas hotel and then rains down terror on concert goers, missing a chunk of his uh, of his humanity, the moral and ethical clarity chunk. It's gone. It's just gone. Everyone can notice this in their own lives. Everyone in their own lives has experienced dealing with or encountering an absence of moral and ethical clarity. Granted, not on the horrific level of a school shooting, but if you think about your own life, everyone has has experienced it. You come out of a movie, for example. I'm just I'll, making one I'll up. give you I'll give you an example from yesterday. Okay. I stopped into a store. I was going to pick up a just a small item that I needed to pick up for my wife. I was walking into the retail store. In front of me was a young lady about uh, 35 to 40 years old, and we both approached the building together. She did not look at me and make any eye contact, and of course, I was ready to say, hi, how are you? And she opened the first door. Or if you were Patrick, you'd say, I I don't have any money. I don't have any money. money. And this was right on University (laughs) Avenue in St. Paul. Yeah. And I was half a foot behind her, and she opened the door and did not give it that extra. She didn't have to hold it for just that extra. She went through almost stealthily All right. to get through both doors. And I thought, it's it's weird that she wouldn't at least extend I, that I, courtesy. I, I think what you're describing is just a, a little minor breakdown in the social contract. I don't think well, it might be. But that might be a one piece of the puzzle. Right, right. But I don't think you're describing a complete breakdown in that woman's moral and ethical clarity. Okay, agreed. Okay, okay, but I still say I still say you've experienced it. It, uh, it yes. just hasn't occurred to yes. you. Okay, everyone in their life has experienced. You come out of a movie, let's say, and the front end of your car is smashed in, but there's no note. Somebody ran into your car, looked around, saw that nobody saw this, so they take off. That's an absence of uh, moral and ethical clarity. The bottom is falling out. Now, granted. A school shooting is getting your car smashed, uh, squared uh, a million times. I'm not. I'm not linking the two. I, but, but yes, I am. I am linking the two. What I am suggesting is that a, a great piece of the human condition is gone. You can get rid of all the. And I'm not here to talk about guns, so be careful screening calls. I don't want to okay. do a gun show. I think I, they're boring. We can't. We're not going to change anything here anyway. They're boring. Uh, But you can take all the guns. Well, you have to use the super magnet theory, right? If you drop the super (laughs) magnet over the earth and you took all the guns, okay, you haven't cured. You have not even dented the absence or the bottom having fallen out of moral and ethical clarity. Because you can make a bomb. You can use a truck to drive through a crowd in Marseille. You You can use a knife. You can. Uh, What's funny what did the kid say- do? Uh, what did the guy do in ho- on Halloween in New York? He drove a truck down the bike path. Yes. You, you, it, guns. The, guns aren't the problem. Guns and humans coexisted peacefully until my my arbitrary cutoff point, which I've assigned to April twentieth, nineteen ninety nine. Uh, and I'm not claiming that that's that's an accurate way to look at it. I'm just saying, for the purpose of us having this conversation, that's my starting point. April 20, 1999. And, and, and look at it this way. Everyone on April 20th, 1999, was immeasurably more shocked than they were yesterday. Yes. Yeah. Right? Well, and I, in my home, we talked about the unpredictability of evil. You can't predict when someone is going to be evil. 
The FBI had the YouTube. Uh, he's a, I want to be a shooter. Okay, you get to say that in this country. At what point? You can't predict if or when he's going to act on that. Mm-hmm. That's the frustrating part. So the, the, the school guy today at the press conference saying, we need new gun laws now. Uh, Guns have, that's, but that's, that's the only form of discourse this country seems capable of is instantly taking this horrific incident and using it as a political cudgel. This is Trump's fault. The NRA runs the country. Well, the sheriff asked for more police officers. I mean, just. And the left, and the left's response is, if we only had more programs and more gun control, this wouldn't happen. No one's touching on the real problem here. The real problem is the mystery, and the mystery has made such erosions into the fabric of this country that that it's winning. The mystery is winning, and the mystery has won by aiding and abetting the collapse of moral and ethical integrity. That I. To my way of thinking, the mystery has aided and abetted the bottom having fallen out of it to the point where there are legions, legions of mostly young people who don't even have, they're missing such a an important part of their brain for the human condition that they don't even, that life is too cheap for them. Life is cheap. Life has become cheap. That's another part of what's happened over the last 20 years. And and uh, I, I haven't forgotten the woman on the front page of the newspaper. I want to discuss her. But the time is flying. It's time to bring in uh, John Height. Got it. John, as is our custom. Yes. Bob, quickly, please. Yes, what, I, what I'm trying to understand is some of these kids already knew that he was a little off kilter and why they didn't report him. I'm I get, think they I'll, felt, I, I'll get I think there. They, I'll get there. Yeah. Give me time. Okay. All I right. Think. Thank you. Uh, David. Joe, I believe what you're describing can be summed up in one word and a quick definition. All right. Tolerance. The virtue of a people that believe in nothing and a society on the verge of total moral collapse. Thank you. And one more call before we get to the news. Tom, go ahead, please. Hey, Joe. Sorry, I'll try to make it short. Yep. Um, I'm struggling with this as much as you are. and I'm I not struggling. My... I'm not struggling. I'm, I'm, I'm convinced I'm on the right track. Oh, I know you're on the right track. And I emailed my representatives, state and national, today along these same lines. And I said, you know... Before the usual octogenarians pull their podiums out and give the same speeches, since we seemingly have a blank check in Washington or wherever, why don't we start investigating to see what's really at root here? What is behind this decay? I don't know if it's our entertainment, that we've left God in the shadows. I don't know if it's mental health or what. But I'm with you. I think it's time we quit pretending that that inert pieces of steel are the issue here. It's what's between our ears. Right. Thank you. Thanks, man. Here's John Height in the newsroom. Thanks, Joe. Partly cloudy and 36 degrees. This update brought to you by MetaFast. Uh, Basketball player Reggie Lynch is done at the University of North Dakota at a news conference this morning. University Uh, of North Dakota? How about the University of Minnesota? I'll take Minnesota. Why did I say North Dakota? You know why? Because you're from there. I typed Minnesota, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, John, I can't You wish you were home, John. that was a bad ad lib of some sort. Maybe it was. At a news conference. Was it Freudian in some way? 
maybe. He's had some Freudian yeah. slips lately. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Yankees the other day. Yeah, he wants to go home to North Dakota. to be playing the Yankees. Stan Musial. Getting old. Stan Musial. Wasn't he from North Dakota? No. Did you grow up in a house, John, where the doors were locked? Uh, only happenstance if they got locked, right? Only, yeah, and unextended away, even some usually when we went to bed, but some evenings not. Yeah, okay. you know, me too. So, uh, that'll yeah. come up in a moment. Okay, Part we always had to keep bars unlocked in case the poor came right. stumbling on in. Right <laughs> at the news conference this morning, uh, Lynch's attorney Ryan Pasiga told reporters that Lynch will not appear at the appeal hearings from this afternoon that were scheduled because he feels the panel is biased and not trained properly. This morning's announcement came about two hours before Lynch was expected to be at that hearing. In early January, the U.S. Office of Equal Opportunity and Affirmative Action found that Lynch was responsible for misconduct in an alleged sexual assault that occurred on April 7, 2016. The EOA's finding against Lynch was issued the same day as a separate recommendation that he be suspended for the same student code violations in a different incident that had occurred three weeks later. On social media today, after that press conference, lawyer Pasiga getting some flat he, uh, Flack, excuse me, he distributed handouts to the press today with one of the victim's full names included. Kyle Gibson lost his arbitration case today. Wasn't much of a uh, difference between the two offerings. Gibson wanted $4.55 million for the upcoming season. The Twins offered $4.2 million. The arbitrator ruled in favor of the team. Not really much of a loss, is it, for two hundred k at four point whatever million? I think they were trying to make a point for Kyle. Got it. News notes from today. A man shot after a multi-vehicle car accident on Highway 65 in Fridley last night has died. He's been identified as 33-year-old Simon Schiffler from Williston, North Dakota. The Anoka County Sheriff's Office says witnesses say Schiffler was acting extremely erratically after the crash. He accosted people at the scene by pinning one driver to a vehicle and groping and trying to kiss a female involved in the crash. He also pulled out a large knife. According to the witnesses, tried to assault another driver involved in the accident. The uh, driver, other driver, went back into his car. An armed individual not involved in the crash then became involved as Schiffler stabbed at the other driver's car window. Witnesses say when Schiffler turned his attention to the armed man, the man fired and hit Schiffler. He was taken to HCMC where he died today. The man armed with a gun was not taken into custody. The sheriff's office is still investigating, saying they assume more people who were driving by at the time may still contact them. Lots of follow-up to yesterday's shooting at a Florida high school that killed 17 students. President Trump speaking briefly in an address to the nation about the shooting. He said there more must be done to tackle the issue of mental illness in the United States. Meanwhile, Attorney General Jeff Sessions also addressing it. He urged the country to reverse these trends we're seeing in these shootings while delivering remarks at a sheriff's conference in Washington, D.C., Meanwhile, 19-year-old Nicholas Cruz has been charged with 17 counts of premeditated murder. He appeared briefly in court this afternoon. A Federal Bureau of Investigation official confirmed the FBI did receive a tip in September about a comment on YouTube in which the tipster said came from a person with the same screen name as the shooter. The comment read, I'm going to be a professional school shooter. But the FBI said it wasn't able to confirm the comment came from the suspect. The FBI conducted database reviews, checks, but was unable to further identify the person who made the comment. That, according to Robert Lasky, special agent in charge of the FBI's Miami uh, Miami field office. Meanwhile, the leader of a white nationalist militia says that the shooting suspect was a member of his group and took part in paramilitary drills in Tallahassee. Jordan Jerob told the Associated Press his group wants Florida to become its own white ethno-state. He said the group holds spontaneous random demonstrations and tries not to participate in the modern world, 
Jarrett said he didn't know Cruz personally and uh, that he spoke on his own behalf about what he did. He's solely responsible for what he did. He said he also heard that he had had trouble with a girl, believed the timing of the attack carried out on Valentine's Day was not a coincidence. What would be the reason for this white supremacy guy to come out and say anything if he's not... Lack of moral and ethical clarity. <laughs> Making your point, huh? Mm-hmm. A U.S. Bank Corp. said today it will pay $613 million in fines and penalties to settle allegations that the bank had poor anti-money laundering controls, which put the bank repeatedly at risk of being used as a conduit for criminals. The $613 million penalty is being split between multiple federal agencies. The bank will pay $453 million to the U.S. Treasury through the Southern District of New York, $70 million to the Financial Crimes Enforcement Network, a government agency tasked with handling money laundering cases, and $15 million to the Federal Reserve, $75 million going to the Office of the Comptroller of the Currency. Regulators say the Minneapolis-based bank willfully violated the Bank Secrecy Act, failing to report suspicious activity. Bank employees failed to fill out reports, what they said in the correct way, impeding the ability for law enforcement to do their job. Why don't they give this money back to their customers as opposed to a bunch of government entities? I would like the money. Yeah. (laughs) Russia's foreign ministry said today five Russian citizens were killed by a U.S. airstrike in Syria February 7th. First government confirmation from Moscow or Washington of Russian nationals being killed by U.S. military action on the Syrian battlefield. Russian and U.S. news organizations reported earlier this week that an unknown number of Russian military contractors were killed in the U.S. counterattack last week. U.S. officials say there were Russian mercenaries present when the U.S. strikes hit forces allied to Syrian dictator Bashar Assad in order to repel their attack on a base of U.S.-backed Syrian rebels. There were U.S. troops present at the base of the Syrian Democratic Forces rebels. An online adjunct professor incorrectly told a student that Australia isn't a country and gave her a failing grade, prompting Southern New Hampshire University to replace that teacher. The 27-year-old student in Idaho assigned to compare American social norms to that of another country. She chose to study social media use in Australia, but the professor gave her a zero, saying Australia is a continent, not that a country. That came up last Friday, but you're on such a roll. I don't really? feel like interrupting yeah. you. I didn't know if it was an update or not, but that's right. He was gone, so right. Right. he's excused. Not only that, I and just, he wasn't here, re- I just here found to it today. Wasn't so, it be, oh, wouldn't it be I'm accurate to say that Australia is both a country and a continent? That's correct. Right. Yeah. All right. One of each. Right. Well, the professor's an idiot. <laughs> but the academy is in serious decline. No, and what, you're always confused. You never know if Europe is a country. I thought Europe was a country. No, no, no it was no, France. Like, I want to say, is France a country? Yes, it is. <laughs> it does, so we got <laughs> that. Go ahead. Sure. And railway workers in the Adirondacks have been trying to move a derailed locomotive that's been left running for nine days now. Why, I wonder? The po- well, because it's cold, basically. They want okay. to keep it warm. Right. Oh, it's idle, but it's running. It's idling, yes. It's not going. The Post-Star reports the Saratoga and North Creek Railway locomotive went off the tracks in Johnsburg, New York, on February 6th while it was being used to clear snow from tracks. SNCR GM Justin Gagnos. <laughs> Wait a minute. It had one job. Uh-huh. It's, it's set to clear the tracks went of snow. Went off the tracks. <laughs> the company has kept the locomotive running so the diesel engine doesn't freeze. Johnsburg Supervisor Andrea Hogan said residents are frustrated with the bad smell from the diesel fuel along with the noisy engine. Hogan says the company had promised to move the train by this Saturday. Gagno says he wants the train to move as much as anybody who lives in the area. All right, Johnny, thank you. You Dave Dahl next.
cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. Thank you, Joe. We're 36. Temperatures are starting to fall off, though. Uh, we're going to go all the way down to zero tonight. Wind chills of 10 to 20 below zero. So this nice, mild weather we've had the last couple of days coming to a, a very quick end. Sunny sky is going to be cold tomorrow. High temperature is struggling to get up to around 20. And then 32 on Saturday. Uh, by the way, there could be a little light snow or flurries tonight. It probably is going to be after the rush hour, sometime between about 7 and and 10 p.m. tonight, really not amounting to too much. Maybe a little bit of a coating. And then Saturday, there's some light snow on the way for the afternoon hours. Maybe up to an inch, probably less than that. 32 for the high on Saturday. Sunday, 35. Some drizzle and freezing drizzle developed Sunday night, mixed with snow, and then changing to all snow by Monday. Uh, could be some significant snow accumulations for a large part of southern Minnesota as well as western Wisconsin. Uh, keep your eyes on the forecast for the next couple of days, especially if you have some travel planned. Uh, for Sunday night and Monday. That could be a, a total mess. Tuesday, snow gradually tapers off during the day. High of only 17 on Tuesday. Wednesday, 14 for the high. Then it warms back to 27 by Thursday of next week. Again, tonight, Joe, some light snow or flurries, just a little coating expected, but it does get colder, down to zero by early tomorrow. Right now, we're at 36. All right, thank you. <clears throat> one of the reasons, one of the reasons, uh, this is basically all I want to talk about today this school shooting because it's not being discussed the way it should be discussed. And I don't think the bottom's falling out of moral and ethical clarity. I think it's fallen. It's done. It's gone. Is it repairable? Yes. And you can nurse it back to health. It can be. It, and again, everyone in their own lives can come up with examples. None of them hopefully can compare to losing a child in biology class who was doing nothing except dissecting a frog no, you're you're getting your car smashed while you're in a movie is nothing compared to that. My point being, everyone, everyone, if they stop to think about it, can can find examples of this in their own lives. I texted a kid today, sophomore in high school, mm -hmm. who was the kid of a kid I used to have. Okay, and I uh, my what my message to him was, please remember to be constantly vigilant and aware of your surroundings. Always and every day. That's all I wanted from him. Mm -hmm. Because he's a kid. Kids don't care. Right. They're looking around. And, right. But my point being, it, it is unquestionable to me now that no one is safe from this. For if you accept, if you accept that the bottom has fallen out, it's gone. Okay. Uh, that the mystery is is on that treadmill running as hard as they can to bring about a secular society. If you admit that, or, or if you can get yourself to understand that the, it's gone, the bottom has fallen out. The, the Falcon can't hear the Falcon or the center can't hold. If you believe that, and I happen to now, I might not have until yesterday, but I got a, I went on the garage logic service road of life and I'm becoming overwhelmed with thinking about this. If you believe the bottom has fallen out, then no one, you know, is safe from this. No one, no one, no matter what, how affluent they are or non-affluent they are, no matter what kind of neighborhood, no matter what state, because it's universal. 
when the bottom falls out of something as crucial to the human condition as moral, ethical, and God-fearing quality. I keep referencing occasionally God-fearing. Yeah. Of course that's what's missing. And the mystery, the mystery has as its principal intent the introduction of a secular society, which is not at all what the founders of this country founded, not even remotely close. So here I, I so now I'm worried about this kid, as anyone now might be worried about their kid in any school in this country, because the what's the word I want the uh, the governor. The governor on this, to use a acceleration uh, analogy, the governor on this that always allowed you to think your kid was safe is that you had an you had an inherent and instinctive trust in the human condition. You had an inherent and instinctive trust that this won't happen to my child because I'm a believer that the, well now now what are you going to do? I don't think it's hyperbole. I don't think it's exaggeration. The bottom is gone. It fell out. It's not there. This kid yesterday, I don't care about his personal troubles. Uh, I mean, I don't care about them to the extent that I'm blaming that for anything. This kid yesterday is a classic example of someone for whom that was never introduced. That that moral, ethical, and God-fearing uh, dynamic was never. What about the guy in Vegas? Same thing. Missing this huge part of consciousness. Missing this huge part of responsibility to your fellow man. It has nothing to do with guns. That's why it's so frustrating uh, to hear this typical gibberish from the same typical gibbering people. They need to discuss this at a much deeper level. The mystery is what has to be turned back. The mystery has to be fought. It's not... Remember the story? There's so many stories that have come up over the years, and they all come flowing back now as part of, a, as part of the puzzle piece. Uh, Rook's on the phone, but I want him to corroborate the memory the memory of this. We, we got a call one time from a guy who had saved up his paper route money, and he went to downtown St. Paul. I can't remember the name of the sporting goods store. Uh, Rook would remember it. What was the name of the sporting? Remember the guy who called and said he saved up his paper route money, took a bus from White Bear to downtown St. Paul, bought a new rifle, and took it home on the bus. I do remember that. Yeah. And, and the, the point being. <laughs> on, the, on the bus. The point being, uh, of course you couldn't do that today for a variety of reasons. But the point being, his fellow travelers undoubtedly, had no fear of him. Saw a young man with a new gun. Why? Why did they have no fear of him? Because they had trust in. Because they still believed that what was holding us together was the glue of moral, ethical, and God-fearing clarity. It used to be part, I've told you this before, too, it's all coming, it's all part of a circle. It used to be part of the daily, I'm sorry, the weekly news cycle. Faithfully, every Monday usually, you'd get the picture of the president and his wife and kids, if they had any, leaving church. Yes. When's the last time you saw that? Uh, wow. I've told you this story before. I was lucky enough to have grown up on a lake. Okay. Remember I told you one time, hell, I probably was about 10. There were 30 people gathered on the shore 
in amazement that a, an outboard motor of ours had gotten stolen. And people were shocked. Who could do such a thing? Mm-hmm. How could this happen? How? And you know why they were shocked? Because they had a trust in their, <laughs> their surrounding because community. Because it still existed. Because right. the moral and ethical uh, foundations of uh, human behavior existed. They existed. And so therefore, when they when that when that trust got violated, people were people were beside themselves. How could are you kidding me? How could they do this? Today, you wouldn't even think twice about it. No. You wouldn't think twice about it. And and uh, I'll still an outboard motor. Please don't understand me, uh, misunderstand me, euphorians. I'm not making that tantamount or analogous to the loss of a child. I'm not. I I'm trying to help, I'm trying to make myself understand that we have completely lost this. It is gone. That's why I'm now more worried than I've ever been about all these kids I feel responsible for in my own life. No one is safe from this if you buy the premise that it's gone. And unfortunately, I now believe it's gone. It's the end of the world as we know it. Will you tell uh, these wonderful uh, GLers to hang on, Paul and Mike? Uh, I'd love to that. get to them, but why shortchange them with the the clock we're running? There's not enough time left in this hour. I'm not done with this. Okay. You you asked a question. Can this be turned around? Uh, I think it can be. Not overnight. No, I didn't. Got a lot of work to do. I didn't say it was going to be overnight. But All right. Well, then that's my ray of hope then for today. Uh. Yeah, I've got a lot of other deeper thoughts, too. Well, you don't have much time, so as soon well, as we I, get I back, get I, these I know, calls, get to it, and let's go. I, I we can't fool around today. We don't have to break down tonight's hockey game either, because Pat and I did that Tuesday, believing that right. the Wild were playing Tuesday on uh, Washington on Tuesday. Right. 1500 ESPN is KSTP St. Paul, Minneapolis. It's 36.